Thank you for joining us today for To The Map, the, re- the wrestling podcast where we talk about what's going on in the world of wrestling. We take it and you to the mat. So as you guys can tell, we are now embarking on solely the wrestling podcast only. So we will be doing this. I mean, we've always done some type of wrestling in the podcast, but now we're going solo just on wrestling. That's just about it. So hopefully you guys enjoy this and partake in this show with me. <coughs> and as you can tell from the date and the date, we are moving into or out of CM Punk Watch 2023. Cause as you can all see, by next week when we have our new AEW collision, we will finally see the man himself, CM Punk. So we will not have CM Punk Watch, but we'll see what's going on with CM Punk as he is debuting number one great place to debut in chicago which is probably going to explode when he comes out there which will be really really nice for him and everybody else i'm genuinely genuinely looking forward to it um i mean i still have a sense in a way that i mean if you really thought about it if it was all a work and i figured we start off with this because that is the topic on uh, a lot of people's minds right now is the whole CM Punk thing. But if if you really sat back and thought about this, if this was all a work, the whole thing, I mean, it is still possible. I know a lot of people are saying, oh, it's not a work. It, there's possibilities there of it being a work. There's still a, a, a slight possibility. And if you think about it, I mean, you know, he was hurt. If he was hurt and we didn't have the situation we were in, or the quote-unquote storyline situation, if you will, if it, if it is a work, we don't know yet. But that was a perfect way of kind of doing a second coming, because here you have the guy who bought you so much fanfare and ticket sales coming out when he came out of retirement, and then he disappears a second time, not for as long, of course. Because if it was a long time, be like, oh, this is crazy. But anyway, Eddie'd probably be too damn old to wrestle anyway. But um, the second coming kind of type deal, or the resurrection, if you will, which would probably be really, really cool if we could do something like that. So like I said, I'm really, really looking forward to it. As you can see, I started off the show with that. So it's been on my mind. It's been something I've been really excited to see coming out of everything now with uh you know with the whole uh deal with him and the young bucks and kenny and all like that and like i said if you notice in the beginning uh kenny omega was the one who actually was the first one to talk and you know kind of want to put things behind them so i'm pretty sure when they said one of them apologized or you know shook hands or whatever it was I'm pretty damn sure it was Kenny Omega. I don't think it was the Bucks. The Bucks, I had just they think way too highly of themselves to be doing something like that. They think, you know, the greatest thing since sliced bread. So I really highly doubt 
it was them who were the ones that said, oh, you know, let's forget it, let it be Guy Birgantia. And I'm pretty sure it was not um, Hangman or Hangnail, Adam Page, definitely not. But now the other part of that situation with um, Punk coming back is also the factor of, what you call it, um, FTR being with him, which is really cool. They kind of teased that the last time before the whole situation happened and everything, but... I like FTR being with him. It it really lends a good part of the story story and storyline with them. I think it, it really aligns them. Them all being aligned, you know, big stars that been made their names outside of AEW, but yet are there helping out all the people there. It really lends a really nice storyline to everything. You know, the the older guys, the the um veterans, if you will. The veterans, you know, helping out the younger guys to learn a little something and get in the groove with everything and, um, you know, start to actually, you know, generate themselves as, as superstars in the future. Not that they're not superstars now, but, you know, this will cement their names and get them really out there into that, you know, light, as you will. So I am really looking forward to it. I'm excited. And then, like I said, the whole thing, you know, there was a lot of complaints that, uh, what you call it, that the young guys didn't want to work with the veterans and whatever. And we had the whole situation with, um, what's his face? I can't think of his name right now. Jungle Boy, Jack Perry. Jungle Boy, Jack Perry saying he didn't want to listen to these old timers and blah, blah, blah. And that was the whole situation that started with, um, Hangman Page. And also, if you really think about that, it kind of lends itself to the whole factor of being a work. Because here you have Jungle Boy playing that now. So maybe he is going to be one of the people that are involved in the whole situation when CM Punk and them come back. Which would be really interesting. You could honestly, honestly twist this still into a really good storyline. And whether it's a work or not, you could really twist it in there. And you could actually, you know leave uh it's actually a teeter like you could go in either direction you could keep cm punk and the ftr and the whole babyface type situation or you could switch them and put them heel either or it would work but if you have someone like jungle boy if let's say they keep them as face we go we run with the situation of them being the face and them being the faces of the new blah, 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 whatever. It lends itself very well to the situation because, and only because, it's like, how would you say? It's it's exciting. It's because if you keep FTR and CM Punk on the baby face side, and then you have Jungle Boy Jack Perry actually, you know, in a line with them and pulling I don't think he is, but it would work where he becomes a heel because he's against them. Or we go in the complete opposite direction and have CM Punk and what's called be face. Now, there's another aspect to that as well that we can play off of and we could think about it, which would be really, really cool. We could have CM Punk because as you all know, he will be... Um, Working with um, 
what you call it, the Bullet Cold, Bullet Club Gold, which honestly, listen, I, I like the Bullet Club, I love the idea, and, you know, I, I, I like, I really were into the Bullet Club, I still am, I still enjoy the music, the whole symbol, the whole thing, and I just feel like, you know, if it was... Let's say they decide to either have, I mean, I, it's plain in my head as I'm saying this, but, you know, if we had, let's say, CM Punk and FTR join the Bullet Club, whatever, that would be okay, but I would rather see Jay White and Juice Robinson leave the Bullet Club, kind of leave it behind. I think it's been played way too long. It's time to move on from it. I it's very it's not even like that strong in New Japan anymore. If you check out New Japan, it's kind of a you know a stalemate, if you will. Not a lot of people checking it out anymore. It's kind of you know it's kind of flapping in the wind there or dying out now. So I I just think they should move on from the Bullet Club and. Also, I really, really like Jay White and Juice Robinson. They have it. They have the look. They have the whole talk. I mean, yeah, a little bit with the accents, a little harsh. As far as Jay White goes, it's a little getting used to. It, it's more so because there's so many different... I guess I shouldn't say getting used to the accent, but... In Japan, there's so many different other nationalities and different people from different countries. It kind of works in there. Where an AEW is not as many, so it's going to take a little getting used to the accent. So, I, I honestly think him and Juice would be really good if they had a mouthpiece, a manager, someone to talk for them. Juice is pretty decent. And if you watch last week when they tried to start the storyline of moving... And they had um, Juice pull out that old school thing with FTR and hit him with the roll of quarters. It was classic. It was really cool. It looked good. He hits him. The quarters go everywhere. It was, it was very well done. And I'm pretty sure that FTR and all had a, a, a bit into that. And I'm really... If, if they did work out the whole thing with them, and it was their plan. I'm really happy to see these guys working alongside, you know, CM Punk and FTR. Because, number one, that's how you learn. You learn from the veterans. You learn from the people that did it already. And they are very, very rooted in old-school way of wrestling and storytelling. So that was just a beautiful thing to see that we haven't seen in Jeez, so long. I mean, when was the last time we saw someone use the roll-up roll up quarters to take the shot, man? It was a beautiful thing to see. I love seeing all that classic stuff coming out. It's really nice to see that stuff, and I'm really happy that um, they, did a do it, they did do it that way. It was really nice touch to the whole situation. I'm very happy with it. So, it, it was beautiful. Now, as I was saying... I'm really happy they're all going to work together because it's going to really lend itself to a really good storyline with them. 
either if they turn face or they join, they're against it, whichever way they want to go with it. And they do it. Now, Samoa Joe in the in the mix, that's kind of cool too because, you know, the whole situation with CM Punk and Samoa Joe, I think they worked really great in Ring of Honor and all. So I'm really looking forward to seeing them in the ring together, FTR. You have six guys who are really, really good wrestlers. You know, you got the the old school, the middle, and you got the young guys. It really lends itself very well. Hopefully they gel, work with each other, and do amazing, amazing match. I don't see how they couldn't. You know, all the amazing talents in there. Like, we're talking so much about Juice and Jay because he they're the new new guys, the young guys. And, of course, we're talking about CM Punk so much because he hasn't been there in a while. And, you know, what you call it as well. Um, FTR, who's been there, but, you know, they've been laying out the whole storyline with them. So, in a way, what you call it gets pushed to the side a little bit. Um, Samoa Joe, which he shouldn't. The guy's amazing as well. Um, WWE dropped the ball with him twice. <laughs> I'm really happy he's here. And I think he really does well. And he is going to be a really good part of this. And Collision, from what it looks like thus far, when we watch it next week, we will know. I will give... I usually don't really do reviews, per se, of everyday shows. I'll talk about a little bit of stuff here and there. And I have some stuff to talk about about the past week's shows. But we will definitely, definitely do a review of Collision, being that it's the new show coming out, so... We'll really look into that and check it out. So hopefully everybody is looking forward to that next week as we watch it. And then we'll sit down and have a nice little discussion about the whole collision thing. Because I really think it will be great. Um, I I don't see them having... I don't see where they could have... or It's not that I don't see them having, but I don't see where they could have a hard split. Because there's so many... There is a lot of people, but you have... You already have people that you need to put on Ring of Honor. And see, this is what a lot of people complain. Oh, they got this bloated, bloated roster. They have so many people they put under payroll and blah, blah, And it's working out because, look, you have AEW. You have Ring of Honor. And Ring of Honor looks really nice. It's really good. And we have a little bit of stuff to talk about about that, too. If you haven't been catching up on Ring of Honor, you got to catch up on them, man. They're doing good. They're doing a lot of cool stuff. So... Be on the lookout with them. My one gripe right now with AEW is I don't know why they got rid of the whole the dark elevation and dark. If they got rid of dark elevation, I'd be cool with it. I enjoyed the the um, AEW dark, especially with Taz and Excalibur. I really liked the banter back and forth. They were really good together. They had a chemistry. I really enjoyed it. You don't feel the chemistry that much on the shows now. So, because there are other people there and stuff, and Tony Savani is just... If they could just give him an interview spot and get rid of with all this, sitting there doing commentary, he's horrible. He's calling names to MJF and this person and that person. He's just stay, He's a lost cause. He is 150% a lost cause. And if they could just mellow out and kind of do something else with him and just have him do interview segments and 
you know, be the liaisons or the go-between between Tony Khan and the talent, that'd be great if they could just do that. But um, I'm telling you, Collision's looking like a really, really nice show. As a matter of fact, let's just, since we're going to be talking about Collision next week, let's see what we have here for AEW Collision card. So let's see what we have here for the first week of the card here. Let's see. I'm pretty sure we can get. Uh, there we go. We got an update with the CM Punk. What do we have? The hole. And of course we have Forbidden Door coming up, which will be really cool too. I think that would be really nice with everybody there. There we go. AEW Collision, June 17th, 6 p.m. So we got a 6 p.m. start time. What do we have here? Let's see if we can go back. Come over here. Let's see, June 17th. Let's look up the card. There we go. AEW Collision debuts June 17th. Thunder Rosa, Miro, Samoa Joe, and more. So that's that's really cool. And if you look at the actual graphics, they have the House of Black there as well, which is really nice. I enjoy the House of Black. So, See, they don't have a breakdown of the card, per se. I wish they had an actual breakdown of the card in the United Center. I mean, we all... I Even though they had that little stumble... I was 100% sure that, you know, would it, that it was going to be number one in the United Center and he would be there. So we do have a graphic with Miro looking all good there. Cool. So that is nice. Thunder Rosa. Uh, Thunder Rosa, I could give I could give or take. I'm not too. I, I'm not really that caring about her. So we definitely have CM Punk. And FTR versus Jay White and Juice Robinson with Samoa Joe. Miro returns. Tony Khan previously said that expectations fall off the rumors. So like I said, there's not a full, full thing on the card here. We could probably find it if we keep searching and scratching through everything. But, you know, it's decent enough. We got a card here, right? So now we can move on and we will talk about that. Now, I saw a very good comment the other day now I don't know if it's you know if the comment was meant for a storyline um or was it just you know is it storyline related or is it just him You know, letting off some steam because it's disappointment, basically. So, here we go. I, I will give you the comment that he made. I actually hate... Now, this is Ricky Starks. AEW Ricky Starks about the pillars. I actually hate the idea of the pillars. I loathe the idea of the pillars because, one, it's a full gimmick. And it came from one guy who... There's nothing behind it. To say that these four dudes are pillars of the company. You know what you're doing by saying that? 
F everybody else who did anything. Those people don't matter. It's these three guys that we've demanded. I've I've had bestowed I had bestowed this scar title upon thee. And I want to go forth with it. No, I don't believe in that. It's very sweet gesture to say Ricky should be considered a fifth pillar. Oh, sorry. I got a little pop up there. Um, to say the fifth pillar. So, basically, Rickley, Ricky Starks is saying it's a little insulting for him not to be the pillar. I can understand his um, upset with that. And I totally agree with him. I Number one, I don't... I don't agree with the whole... I, it's not that I don't agree with the whole pillar thing. Honestly, he should be one of them as well. He's been there since pretty pretty much the beginning. He's a really good star that they kind of dropped the ball on, in a way. And hopefully now with everything settling and we have in the new show, a lot of these guys will get their groove. The Miros, the Ricky Starks, and different people like the Powerhouse Hobbs, his very... Like, fast, close your eyes, and it's done type of um, title run there. It, it, you know, it just was very sick. So, I'm I'm all for what Ricky Stark said. I agree totally with it. And I would say, yes, go forth and stop the whole pillar thing. There's no need for it. It's just, it, it just makes no sense, honestly. Now... I spoke about this last week. If you guys, you know, if you guys were uh, checking out last week's, I spoke about the racism. And I know back in the day it was a whole part of it and all with the whole, with WWE. I don't see it as much in AEW and stuff, but the, the rate, the, well, I would, it's racism in a way, but it's more along the lines of emphasizing stereotypes like i said with the mafia and all that and stuff like that and L, um lwo elgato delfanzo whatever they're called at this point but also ginger mahal i mean ginger mahal himself not per se but the two guys he's with shaky and the other guy um shanky shaky whatever their names i don't i don't pay attention to them that much to know anyway Number one, these are two guys. I mean, they got the size, they got the look. The whole getup, if they could just get rid of that. I don't understand why. I mean, honestly, because with Mustafa Ali, it's not the same situation per se, which is nice because they didn't put him as this, you know, kind of like, what would you say, um, stereotypical person. But it's more so with... With Indian people in WWE, they always, and the Samoan people and stuff like I mean, there's some stuff that's not like that now because you have Roman Reigns and all like that. Uh, the dog's barking in the background. So a little bit of background music for you there. Anyway, but with the whole idea with the Indian culture coming there, it's a lot of times in all wrestling, they're kind of played or plagued with the fact of playing these stereotypical people. And that's what I just feel like with Ginger's people. I just wish they would uh, kind of just let them be them. I mean, they have the look. They have talent. 
That's for sure. Just let them be them. You buried, and that's another thing too as well. I've talked about it before. I want the Hurt Business back. I think it would be really great. You have Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin, who are amazing talents, who would really do good again with Bobby Lashley. And I think it would do. And then Almost, who kind of disappeared. Well, he just got married recently, so maybe that's why he's been off TV and disappeared for a while. But if they could just get all them guys together and have them kind of do the Hurt Business thing. But just the other day, we saw... Ginger's guys come in and completely obliviate Shelton and Cedric, which broke my heart. I really think they're very talented, really good guys. I don't I don't get where WWE drops the ball on these people. It's just mind blowing how they do that. But um it was just sad to see them completely job those two guys. It it upset me. It was upsetting. And that brings us to the other upsetting situation with Baron Corbin, who, I mean, the guy's a good guy. I mean, not as a person, you know, a good wrestler, I guess I would say. And I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with him. They had him go on to Nexus, and he looked freaking amazing. Then he came out to SmackDown and lost. I mean, yes, there was the whole distracting thing and all this. <laughs> Please get rid of it. Give the man something. Or if you're listening, Baron Corbin, I don't think you would be listening to my podcast. But hey, you never know, right? If you're listening, when that contract comes up, if AEW is offering a little something, something, how would they go? Because guess what? That's a lost cause there, my friends. Now that moves us on to my other gripe. And I have many gripes with all the companies, but these are my little gripes with WWE. And that is the whole, first off, <laughs> at first, the whole Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens feeling it, it was good, it was cool. Um, it kind of worked into the whole Bloodline storyline and everything like that, so I was all for it. It's kind of getting repetitive because one, they face the same people all the time, two, they do the same gimmick and gag and the whole thing. And Kevin Owens is hothead who's going to fight everybody. And Sammy is the cool, collected one. That is just, it's too much. And that brings me on to my next point before we get into the whole bloodline thing. Is what, where is this, this whole prize, calling Kevin Owens a prize fighter gimmick? I mean, I know it's there to put emphasis on it, like, when they say rock, Brock is, you know, the highly decorated combat sport athlete, I totally agree with that. Because if you really look at it, he honestly is. And the man's a monster. He's just an outright beast and could just destroy people. So him being there with that really, really plays up. I like that with Brock. But Kevin Owens... Have you ever really looked at a prize fighter? They don't look like Kevin Owens. I'm sorry to say it, but they really don't. I don't get it. The prize fighter, the prize fighter. It's like Solo Sokoa with his street fighter junk or jargon. I don't get it. I really don't. Now, I know that there is some people... 
who there's a couple of people in WWE that they really like and think are going forward. Now, I, you've heard my million times gar- gripe with Dominic Mysterio. I don't think he's going anywhere or doing anything. So that's just a complete loss. But anyway, now I think and you hear a lot of people, they'll talk about LA Knight and they'll talk about um, what's his face? Austin Theory, and don't get me wrong, they're talented. I don't really care for L.A. Knight's character. No matter where he's wrestled, whatever company, I've never really had a real care for his character, per se. So I've never been like, oh my god, I gotta hear, you know, I gotta hear L.A. Knight. He's He's a good worker. The character, I don't know. The character seems like the same character everywhere he goes. I don't know what's the deal with that is. Or whatever. That's his little thing. I don't know. I don't get it. Anyway. To move on from that. So. But the guy I see. As the next big talent. The next guy to move up there. For me. In my eyes. And if you think I'm wrong. Tell me. I don't mind. You can tell me in the comments. I won't get hurt. I won't cry. But Damian Priest. He's got the size. He's got the look, the voice, he can cut a decent promo, and he's an amazing worker. My money is on him for the future. He's got the look, he's got the whole package. Now putting him I understand why he's with the whole thing right now with Finn and all them. I understand that, but He's one of the ones that need to break away because being with Dominic just drags him down, honestly. Finn Balor is cool. It's okay if they broke away and just did the two of them. But um, I really see Damian Priest. I'm high up on Damian Priest. Really like him. Really enjoy him. He's an amazing worker. He's got the talent out there and everything. I would put a rocket to him and shoot him to the stars. Damian Priest, Austin Theory, all the talents that are there. Braun Breaker is another one kind of a, on the lines of Brock Lesnar. Um, that's the talent for the future for AEW, for WWE. Sorry. Now, that moves me on to one more thing before we get on to the blood thing, bloodline thing, which is starting to pick up steam again, which I'm Anyway, if you all watch Nexus, they had the, um, what's called Ivy Nile and the two dudes over there wrestling schism with the Rock's daughter. Now, everybody's saying about how bad she is, and damn, she was really bad. She sucked. <laughs> she really sucked. She needs to keep her ass out of the ring. Don't wrestle. Unless you're going to train someone, get some talent. But don't wrestle anymore. Just stay the hell away from there. Just be the manager. Be the mouthpiece for them, whatever. I. She's just there because she's the Rock's daughter. Let's face it. That's all she's there for. We all know it. Let's not lie to ourselves. And let's not lie to the world out there. She's there because she's the Rock's daughter. She sucks at wrestling. That is the downfall of the whole situation, which kind of sucks for everybody else. But, hey, she's not very good at the wrestling part. So, you know, whatever. But, um, yeah, this, that was pretty sad. And, you know, a lot of people said it 
And I agree with them. It is pretty sad. But you know what? But she's The Rock's daughter. People, did you really watch The Rock? He wasn't a decent wrestler. He had the charisma. I'm not a fan of The Rock. I don't like him. But I got to give him his due. And he was very charismatic. Very good on the mic. A great talker. Wrestler, no. Not a good wrestler. He had a few moves. And they were kind of sucky. Everything ran off of his whole attitude. His look. The way he spoke. Everything ran off of that. And let's face it, that's the truth. There's no way you can tell me any different. The Rock was not a decent wrestler. (coughs) At all. (coughs) Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry about that. But not a good wrestler at all. Which was funny. So, if we could just get him out of there, that'd be great. Or his daughter, I mean. She's just horrible, 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 horrible. And yes, oh, moving on to the bloodline situation. And just one more thing about AEW since we were talking about that earlier was, I'm sorry about jumping around a little bit about the topics, but the whole idea of Kenny Omega being out of the country, I think this is bringing the Golden Lovers back. That's what I think this whole plan is for situation. I believe that is it. Probably see them either in Forbidden Door or in the Collision or something like that. We'll see them soon. Pretty sure that's going to happen. Anyway. And uh, Koshe, uh, Kenoshe, Don Callis, that I don't get. I just, I don't know. Whatever. But, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure Omega's bringing back the Golden Lovers. And I think that's going to be the guy that's going to help them out. I don't think they're going to do the Bullet Club thing. They're going to stay with this whole elite thing. Which I think is kind of weird being that they're AEW or Elite Wrestling. It's just weird to say they're the elite. They should just cut that off now. It kind of downplays the whole company as a whole. So they should just get rid of that now and keep it moving. Now the Bloodline thing. As you can see we have Jay and Jimmy and all. Kind of showing their... Leaving, if you will, not giving their decisions and the whole nine, and they had the missed kick. And then this past week, we had Jimmy and Jay with the whole kick. It's a good part of the storyline, honestly. If this all works out to Roman Reigns losing the title, and what's with these belts? Oof. But if this all works out to leading up to Roman Reigns getting, you know, losing the title and just, um, you know, moving on with it. It's been on him way too long. It was on Bianca for a while. They finally put it on Oscar for a little while, which was cool. And then the uh, if you watch SmackDown where you saw the whole Jimmy and Jay and the Bloodline thing play out, which was cool. We show the return of Charlotte Flair. But we have WWE with all these belts. Now, like I said, the new belt for Seth Rollins looks good. Looks like a championship. The Roman Reigns belt is basically just a different color of the belt. It's just annoying. And now they're doing it with Oscar's belt, 
Which leads me up to the part of how you're going to have two women champions. I thought one was a SmackDown. The other one was the Raw Women's Champion. So they changed the belt. It's not really um, convincing of that com- of that brand. So it's kind of in general though. So are they going to merge the two belts together? Are we going to have one belt? What is the whole situation? We don't know yet. And it's going to play out. But they really, really need to work on these belts. Like I said, the whole belt with Seth Rollins. Nice looking. It looks like a championship. I know it has the big WWE logo in the middle and all. But most of the companies do have that. So I'm good with that. It looks like a championship belt. These other belts that just look like giant weird squares. I just... I can even deal with the United States Championship. But this whole deal is just... Their belts are so inconsistent. So ugly. For the most part. Like I said the last time, we had the tag team championships that looked like they were wearing big pennies on their belts there. The weird little copper, that was horrible. Completely horrible. They have such, for being a big production company, they do really horrible on the belts. So it's really scary. I don't understand that. I don't get it. How you could be so good at one thing and producing and everything and then just... Oh, and if you guys do actually watch, uh, what you call it, Impact Wrestling, very congratulations to, um, what you call it, Alex Shelley, and, um, of course I'm gonna get a pop-up as I'm doing this. Alex Shelley wins the Impact Wrestling, and his partner wins the X Division, which was really cool to have the two of them up there. They've been with that company so for so long. It's really nice. Really, really nice um, homage to them to get that those two rankings there. It was really cool. Oh, here we go. A little bit of uh, news here as I'm looking at the little dirt sheets, if you will. AEW star Roosh has announced his departure from AAA just over a month ahead of the AAA um, pay-per-view. Rush made his announcement in his Facebook post saying that he both he and his father... Uh, I'm not going to try to say his name. Uh, (laughs) Would be departing from AAA effective immediately. He and his father will be now independent performers until real promoters give them a contract. According to Roosh, one assumes he is only talking about the promoters in Mexico since he remains under contract with AEW in the U.S. Roosh has scheduled to take part in a finals of the Guerrero um, tournament so and if you look for the whole I saw a a quick documentary this week on um, what you call it on um, La Palka which Roosh was involved in which was pretty cool if you get a chance to check it out check it out there Uh, it was on YouTube so not any on other things and also, if you're looking into wrestling documentaries, if you want to watch some wrestling documentaries, the Captain Lou one. Really good personality if you were around. I mean, I didn't get to see him actually wrestle, per se. I was a child. I was a little kid when he was doing his whole manager bit. He was cool. And how could you forget the Mario Brothers, man? Come on. 
But that was really cool. I, I enjoyed the Captain Lou. Um, the whole Captain Lou uh, documentary was really cool. I liked it. And oh, since I see this here on my little wrestling news right here. Um, Billy Gunn has said that he do not does not feel that CM Punk is the toxic person to the wrestling as everybody makes him out to be. Which is, thank you so much, Billy Gunn. I really enjoyed that. I'm happy for that. I'm happy that he actually said that. Because that's really cool. You know, the veterans sticking together. I like that. Oh, here we go. Thunder Rosa wants to expect... Uh, Thunder Rosa on what to expect from CM Punk return in AEW. So, debut of AEW Collision, but also CM Punk's return promotion. So, Thunder Rosa on her thing here. I, I don't like Thunder Rosa. I don't care for her. So, she says it's going to be polarizing. People love to love Punk. And people love to hate Punk. She kind of gave that, she kind of tripping on that little line there. That little teetering on the line of, uh, for him, against him type of deal, which is alright. So, that's not too bad. Oh gosh, Booger T's here again. What again? Oh, okay. Booger T clarifies that his sex appeal thing, saying, comments saying that the industry is more about more than just wrestling, okay? It's about sex appeal and all this other stuff, which is eh, a give or take or something. I don't know. Kind of, um, what's the deal with that? Um, hey. It is. It honestly is. It's not just about the wrestling. It's if you can get over with the people. It's the whole persona, the personality. You know, I really believe it as well. But, um, sorry, I just had to take a quick look at something right there. But, um, he's 100% right. If you could talk, you could do the promos and everything like that. You really got a, a key thing right there. You're good. You're good to go. It's really, you know, it's the whole package. It's not just... Believe me, working in the ring, wrestling and stuff like that is really, really good. And it gives you a sense and everything like that. And it's really good to be a worker like that. But in the same sense, it's the total package. Because you have to be able to not only work in the ring. You have to give a persona off. You have to believe in your character. You have to create and, you know, form your character into being something. It's not just a one, two, three... The guy's a good wrestler and everything like that, and that's that. It's not. It's not that at all. It's really more along the lines of creating the whole persona, the the way you carry yourself, the way you dress, the way you look, the way you act. It's a whole key thing, everything together. It's not just a one and done. So that is definitely, definitely one of the big factors in it. So, so Booger T. I give him credit for that one, although he's horrible as an as a announce uh, not an announcer but as a play by play or whatever. He's horrible. I it just gives me pain in my head to just listen to him go off. It just 
Some of the stuff that comes out of his mouth is just... <sighs> what the hell was that? Oh, it was Butch that we had beat um, Baron Corbin and make him look like a jerk the other day. I don't know. He's another... They they really dropped the ball on Baron Corbin and Butch. Pete Dunne. Just call him Pete Dunne. Get over this whole Butch crap. It just doesn't need to be said. I, I don't get the whole point of that. And oh, oh, of course. Now, at WWE as well, um, as you look at their roster and everything like that. Now, I am a huge Shayna Baszler fan. I think she's amazing. She's got the legit look, the legit ability, the legit resume of being someone that was in mixed martial arts and all like that. She's really good. And finally, they're giving her a push. They put the belt on her along with Ronda Rousey. Not a fan of Ronda Rousey. I don't think she really takes it serious or really cares about wrestling. It's just kind of like, listen, I can't fight anymore. I need something to do to make money. Let me do this. That's kind of the feeling I get with it. I don't know. That's just my take on it. I don't want to... You know, <laughs> that's just my take on it. I don't get it. But I'm happy to see that Shayna gets to have the belt on her. It's really exciting to see her back with the belt again and everything. So I'm really good. I'm, I'm perfect with that. Don't care for Ronda. Shayna has the belt. All the more good for me. I'm happy. Oh, I heard about this too. The um, Nick Khan reportedly got... WWE, a Twitch partnership idea from his NFL broadcast um, further. Earlier this week, WWE announced that new partnership with Amazon-owned streaming platform Twitch. I didn't even know Twitch was part of Amazon, but hey, that's pretty good. With an um, agreement comes official WWE ch channel featuring watch-along streams and live contact with the company's stars, according to Dave Meltzer in today's Wrestling Observer. WWE CEO Nick Khan got an idea for WWE Raw watch along streams from popular um, Mindcast broadcast during Monday Night Fitballs. Unlike the streaming between the Fitball, WWE Twitch channels will also be um, unable to show official footage from Raw, will be able to show official footage from the show as belong to the USA Network. So they won't. They won't be able to show official official, but they could show some stuff. Uh, will help bring additional viewers to Raw, just as it has with the football. Meltzer reported also indicate that details on WWE Twitch partnership. So, as you saw, a lot of people, and this is why a lot of people left. WWE Selena Vega at first left because she couldn't do her Twitch. Um, Adam Cole, a lot of guys do the Twitch. And I really find it very good the way AEW handles the situation with Twitch. I just, I think it's a much better way of doing everything to let them have their Twitch. WWE doesn't have to be involved in everything that their people do. You're a contracted worker. That is my main, that is one of my main gripes with WWE. You're supposed to be a contracted worker. If you get hurt or whatever, 
It's on your hands, bye, sorry. Have a nice day type of deal. They do do the, um, what you call it? The whole wellness program where they'll help people out who have fallen with drugs or hard times or whatever. Which is really cool. So they do help in that way. So, that's cool, but with them having their hand in everything and being involved in everything, it's just not cool, you know. AEW, you could take outside bookings. I mean, they kind of pulled it back a little bit, which is understandable. You have to have your talent available for you as well, not just for outside stuff. But, you know, it's really cool the way they did that, AEW. WWE, it's like, you know, this Twitch, like with Xavier Woods and all these people, and they ha he has special permission, but it sounds like they're, they're going to have their hands in it and have a little piece of the pie as well. And it's just sad because it's not your intellectual property. It's not you that created this whole Twitch. Like, it's like, you know, I, I do this podcast. It's my creativity. It's the way I wanted to do it. It's not the way someone told me to do it. It's not, let's say, WWE wanted a piece of it. It's not theirs. It's my idea. Like with Xavier Wood, the up, up, down thing, Twitch channel or live streaming gaming thing. I don't understand why they have their hands in it. It's not their creative prowess. It's not them that created this. It's his. I'm not a huge fan of Xavier Woods, but I support him in all the ways. Like I said, I do the podcast. I do, do, I do YouTube and stuff like that, so... That's your creativity. That's you doing your creative thing and getting things done for yourself. It's just really weird and sad in a way that WWE wants to have a little bit of everything. It's like, come on. Like, you know, why must we have a constant them involved in every little thing and aspect of everybody's, you know, creativity? It's not like they... You know, here's Xavier Wood character in wrestling. He's part of the New Day, blah, 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 whatever. Here's his whole character here. That is created by WWE. And it gives them a direction. AEW kind of lets their people do their own thing, which is cool. I think it's a much better way of doing things anyway. But anyway, you know, on TV, this is Xavier Wood's character. But away from TV... That was his creativity, the up-up-down thing. That was all him. He creates his intellectual property. It's his creativity. It's not like, you know... I, I feel in a way it's like... If somebody would go and, you know... We, you have a piece from Van Gogh in, in a modern art museum or whatever. And this is Van Gogh's piece. And he owns it. And it's his. And, he, and if you had someone come along and just go... oh. Here, let me put a red line here. Oh, okay, now it's mine. I, I deserve part of it because I put that red line there. Let me just paint that little red there. Okay, now it's mine. I deserve some money from it. It's ridiculous. That whole thing with his, and I'm just using him as an example. There's a bunch of other people that have Twitches and, like I said, Selena Vega and all, but he's my prime example because his is extremely popular. But um, it's just weird because, you know, you have this whole thing going on and... You know, that is Xavier's Wood create that is Xavier Woods creativity. 
he made it. He came up with the idea. Let him have his. Don't try to take part in everybody. It's just sad that, you know, WWE tries to take part in everybody's, everybody's thing. It's just ridiculous. There's no need for it. I, I don't know why they have to have that all the time. It is just... You know, it's like every aspect of their life, they have to be part of it. We have to have, you know, your handle on Instagram, on on um, Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. I had to think about that. I don't use Twitter. I'm not used to it. Anyway, I'm, I'm good with Instagram and Facebook and all that and, and YouTube. I'm good with all that stuff. I don't need all the other weird stuff. But um, on Instagram and Twitter, it always says, you know, Xavier Woods at WWE, hashtag WWE, blah, blah, blah. Like, why do they have to own every aspect of these people's lives? You're a contracted worker. Contracted workers have rights. And they have, you know, they don't, they don't want to give them, it's like they don't want to give them any of the benefits of working there other than the paycheck, which is good. Don't get me wrong. But it's like, you know, you're creating this character and everything like that. If you leave, you can't have your name, you can't have your character, you can't have any of this stuff. Which is just a sad, sad thing. It's like, you know, these are these people that created this. Like, yes, you came up with the name and the and you wrote down the lines and whatever. It's And that's another thing, too. Like, there is a lot of wrestlers out there that can... And, that falls true with W uh, with AEW as well as we saw with Jungle Boy. There is a lot of wrestlers out there that can take some lines that someone's hands them and like an actor go on a show and be like, you know, this is my part and blah 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 and do their part because they're playing a part. But then there is people like the CM Punks, the FTR, the um, MJF. I'm just using them as an example because I'm not trying to, you know. Give all the praise and clout to AEW, but they're the examples because they're the ones that are allowed to play their own personas, their own people. And you can really feel like, like I said, there's a lot of people that you can write stuff down for and they can come out and recite it like they're in a movie or something. And it works. They're good. They can do that's good for them. But then there's other people that are really, really good at doing it themselves and coming up with their own stuff and working. And you know why it's good? Because it's them. You can feel the difference in the way they deliver something. If it's them delivering it, it's a big, big difference. It's a, You can feel the feeling in it. They're actually putting themselves in it and they're giving it all and they're feeling it and they're moving and grooving with that and they feel that situation. They're happy to do it and they're happy to go. So I really, really feel like it's just sad that WWE wants to own every aspect of their wrestlers' lives, but they don't want to be, you know, they don't want them to have their own things. They just want to pay them a paycheck and own everything there is in the world about them. And that is honestly why a lot of people left WWE and went to AEW. It really is. I mean, AEW stumbling right now. They have a lot of problems, and they're stumbling, of course, but these are wrestlers that get to be their own. If they could have somebody to just lead them a little bit better, 
And honestly, the way WWE is putting up some of their pay-per-views up against AEW's, guess what? You're saying us to us, you know, you do see them as competition, even though you try to downplay that and say they're not. You're saying they are. So, get you know what straight, because you're saying it, but if they could just get a better direction, I really think they would be doing a lot better. And like I said in the beginning with it, um, Ring of Honor, that's another show. They're kind of keeping it consistent to the old style of it, so that's really cool. I really like that factor of it, that um, they're keeping the old style of it, but they are moving into some newer stuff with Ring of Honor, which is good too. Because as you saw the other day, if you were watching, they had named... I don't know if it's... Tony Khan, quote-unquote, is the matchmaker type guy still. But we see Jerry Lynn and Stokely Hathaway as the, I guess, face and um, heel uh, authority figures of the company. Which is really cool to put them out there. Hopefully they have a little bit more than just... Be on screen and they have a little bit of decision with some of the stuff that was really cool so there you have it people that's my take on this weekend like i said next week this week watch this coming week make sure you watch the collision news show coming out which should be really good especially with cm punk coming out so make sure you guys watch that and we'll talk about that next week as well and we'll really go over it and how it's going because it's a new show so we'll go over everything but like i said people Thank you so much as we close out the show here. And in closing, thank you for joining. And thank you for your support and continued support. And remember, you can find us where you find all your favorite podcasts, Anchor, Google, um, Spotify, and all those lovely places. And you can join us every week right here, late Saturday, early Sunday. We will be out. So thank you guys so much for joining. Like always, people. Have a great, wonderful, productive, and exciting week. And make sure you catch up on your wrestling.